right, we're back. It's a brand new Boomer Memes. Uh, I'm here today with uh, Bridget Martin. How are you doing, Bridget? I'm great. Getting into the whole swing of things, get, getting guests back on more regularly. Um, you know, Tanner was doing the show with me. I don't know if, you, if I've told you like the history of the past couple months of the show, but uh, he uh, he had to step back for personal reasons and you know, just I think he's generally just out of podcasting in general. I don't I don't think there's been like any new brew chats for a while, so I think he might just be done. It's sad to see because he, he had a he had a talent for it and a lot of knowledge. He absolutely but, did. Um, but I need to hit him up and hang out sometime soon. But anyway, now it's me and I'm having to learn how to do all this stuff from scratch. So it went from like a pretty like fairly, you know, I'm not gonna say full on pro show, but certainly more than amateur <laughs> to very amateur, very fast. And so that's where we're at today. But I figure by getting people in here with me and it's not just me rambling my own thoughts into an empty room, uh, it might turn out for better better content i agree i can't even imagine what you say alone in this room well i always tell people don't go back and listen to the old episodes because okay. <laughs> each every new episode is the best episode yet so why would you want to ruin it by going back and listening to worse but listen to everyone after this for sure uh, but don't go back and and listen because it's bad i don't probably said some stuff i don't agree with anymore i mean probably some stuff i do but um i mean Early on, I did like themed episodes, so those might be good. But then eventually, it turns into just me um, being ridiculous and ranting and, and you know screaming at clouds like an old man. So you know, we all have that time. So well, you know, I'm a I'm a straight white guy. I'm a comedian. I need a podcast where I get to talk about my opinion. It's not. It's like I don't have enough opportunities to talk about my opinions. You know. Yeah, nobody wants to hear anything that you have to say right now. <laughs> I always tell white men in comedy, I'm like, y'all have it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, I, I think that, that we did, and I think that tide is starting to turn a little bit. I think I think there's a perception that we still do because of, like, Disney and Marvel and Star Wars and all the stuff that they're doing. Like, But I think, like, there's a – I mean, there's a big crop of, like, straight white dudes who are doing pretty all right and kind of setting a tone for, like, okay, like – I mean, we obviously need to learn from the past. We don't need to – you know, revert back to like problematic tropes and stereotypes and things like that. But I think like, I don't know, and, and maybe I'm just being uh, biased here when I say this, but I think inclusivity should be everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I don't think that, uh, I really hate lineups that are like ladies only yeah, so or all queer and I hate, but I produce them myself. I put those together myself because I know that we also kind of have to do that to lift those people up because there is still that problem, but I hate that we have to do that uh, oh. because I would just rather say it's going to be a funny show. Well, I've been to, I've been to a, a few different like all female shows. I don't know that I've ever been to an all, all well, I've, yes, I have been to an all queer show. So I, I take that back. I went to one in Atlanta one time, but uh, I've been to a few all lady shows and I've, some of them are really good and some of them are not. Some of them are um, way like the early ones I went to were definitely more clapter than anything. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying it was just that the whole time, but it's like it didn't matter what was said on stage. It was, you go, girl, clap, 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 clap. It definitely sets a different tone for the show as far as um, what's expected and what people react to, and which I don't disagree with. I mean, I get it. And No, yeah. I mean, I'm not – look, I – so my attitude uh, regarding all entertainment is if people are buying tickets and showing up, then what you're doing is valid because people want to see it. And that's, uh, you know, it's like people, there was the whole like, and I, I, you know, I might be a piece of shit for saying this. I never did see uh, Nanette. I heard a lot about it, uh, but I just figured it probably wasn't my cup of tea based on the stuff I'd heard. So I was like, I'm, you know, I may watch it one of these days, but like people, I'd see people on the internet get super mad and go, that's not even real comedy. I'm like, well, hold up. It doesn't matter if it's real comedy because people buy tickets to go see it. It's not, no one's being tricked into going to this. Oh, I thought this was going to be a comedy show. Right. Maybe people who clicked play on Netflix might feel that way, but she's selling, she got on Netflix for a reason, you know? Yeah. And I, so I used to run a comedy club and I had to work with people like Polly Shore and people would pay oh, yeah. $25 a ticket to come watch Polly Shore. Now there was a level of ex, you know, there was that like expectation that he was going to be funny and then people would leave 
and they were disappointed in his comedy, but they still waited in line to get their picture taken, you know? Right. So they still wanted to be there. And they know, and there were people that came back like multiple times to see him. So they know. <laughs> right. What's, I mean, there's the celebrity aspect of it too. Yeah. They just want to, they want to go see people that they can get their picture taken with. You know, that's, it's a thing. Right. Right. Um, so let me ask you as a, as a female in comedy, um, something I've been wondering, why aren't women that funny? Um, I, <sighs> I don't think it's that women aren't that funny. I think that women get a pass. There, I will say that women <laughs> do get a There are women. Well, I mean, when you have shows that are built around women only, there is going to be a pass. There are going oh, to be yeah, people yeah. on that stage that maybe aren't ready to be in like a showcase style show. Um, because you're just trying to fill that woman's slot. Right, right. right. Um, so, but I think also women are scared to say what they really want to say on stage because they're worried about how they're going to be perceived. That's um, fair. I think they're worried about having to explain themselves. Um, and that's, I mean, that's like a scary thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and, and like I'm not trying to minimize it. I, I, I and I was obviously kidding. I, I think there's so, so oh, no. many women who are so much funnier than than, than but I. But there are or, a lot of women that aren't funny, right? And but there's also like a lot of straight white men that are funny. But there's also a lot of straight women that aren't. Right. I mean, it, it's it's the same for every variation. I was looking at. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a fr I frequent r slash stand up on Reddit just because mm -hmm. it's interesting to see like what people talk about on there. And I'll chime in with some advice every once in a while. And today, this one guy just was bitching about his like local scene being a cool kids club and how like it's it's like it seems like the funniest people never get booked and it's always just like the pretty like jocks and stuff who started doing it out of high school and um, and like they're. And he's, and he's like, they, they're the ones who get on all the shows and, you know, no one else does. And I was like, well, man, and I kind of said what I, what I always say, which is like, book your own shows and book the people you think are funny. If you think that those people, if you think there's an audience for those people, because he was even saying he himself wasn't even that funny, but he was like, uh, it's just the other people in my scene seem to do this. And so I was like, well, book, book better shows, but also like the people putting those shows on like the people they're booking. Everyone's entitled to their own taste, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, people get passes all the time for stuff. And it's, it's just the people who's like, is, is the social thing like a, in every scene or is that just here? And I was like, no, it's not just in, it's not just in every scene. It's in every industry. Like you have to be. Yeah. I was just thinking like, it's the same thing, like for your secular job, if you think you can do it better then do it. You know, and that's why people start their own businesses right. because they believe that they can provide the service better. If you think that you can book a better show, if you think you can produce a better show and you want to give opportunities to other people, then make a show. Nothing's stopping you from doing that. Right. I, I think I think complaining about like what other people because there's not like the thing is, is like laughter is such a base human thing. It's not even a human thing. Primates laugh. I talk mm -hmm. about this all the time. Uh, so it's like it's drilled into our instincts does it make you feel better about yourself to talk about how primates also laugh yeah 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 i mean I, have you ever looked up videos of uh like uh people showing gorillas magic tricks yes they think it's the funniest thing in the yes. world yes um but but my my point in that in saying that is that i think that it's like i lost my trail i'm sorry uh i'm sorry no it's it's okay you know it happens <laughs> i think uh, no, it, it's it, you know something smart about comedy. I guess I don't know. I'm I, you know go go no, back about and, starting your own show. About starting your own show. Oh yeah, well it's just the fact that there's no um, it, we're not like there's not like a limited amount of people you know that want to laugh at stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if it's there's there's room for everyone who wants to do it. Like I I my philosophy uh, and it's sort of my um, my uh, one of my guiding principles I guess I'd say is that. Um, I believe in um, everyone should get a seat at the table, but that also means everyone's fair game. Now, I know that's tricky, and that's part of where my skill as a comedian has to come in, and that I have to, if everyone's fair game, I still have to make sure everyone feels like they have a seat at the table. I can't, I can't pick on people in a way that's exclusionary. You know, I have to find a way that's, I have to, if I'm going to pick on someone, I have to do it in a way where they're going to laugh too. And that's the, you know, because I, I do think, and this is a controversial, it may not be that controversial. I think I heard John Stewart say something kind of similar recently, but I think all humor is kind of mean. 
Yes. And so like when people complain about mean comedy, it just, no, no, you're just mad at who it's being mean at or mm-hmm. how mean it is or the direction it is. If it's only mean and not funny, that's one thing. But, but like, you know, so I think all comedy need, I mean, like when you were a baby, you know, what were the first things you laughed at? People falling down, getting mm-hmm. bonked on the head, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I just think it's, uh. I don't know. I'm going on a tear. I'm going to shut up for a second. Yeah, what you, you're on a tangent there. I, I do that. So I'm used to being here by myself, so I'm just, <laughs> just to, to rolling. So what do you think about that stuff? Do you have any, like, guiding principles or uh, philosophies you like to adhere to? In terms of? Just your writing and your presentation and, like, how you how you approach subject matter. and. Um, I'd say one of my principles is that I'm not generally going to change my material for anybody well that's and it made it harder for me yeah and i knew it would um and i would try and when i did it didn't feel like myself which affects my whole set if i don't feel like me if i feel like a a version of me on stage like because being on stage is where i get to be 100 percent who i am and i can say what I'm going to say, and that's no hold, you know, like, it's me, motherfucker. I, mean, <laughs> you know? I, I agree with that pretty strongly. Now, as a straight white dude, I, I do have to keep my ears open when when I, if I do cross a line, like, and, and but like my attitude is like, I kind of look at, it's a numbers game. I look at like, okay. And not just like, if I make a joke about women, right? And like, there's 10 women in the room mm-hmm. and eight of them are laughing. It's probably fine. Yeah. But if like. Four of them are upset. That's starting to get a little high. I need to maybe rethink right, some of that. Right, because that shit spreads fast. <laughs> right. So, so I, you know, my, my thought is that, like, I do I do agree with that. You got you to stick to your guns. Because, I mean, again, we were talking before we even recorded about, like, people telling me I'm too dark and needing to tone it down. But it's like, some sometimes, like, I don't want to, I'm never going to be, like, a clean, corny, relatable comic. And there's nothing wrong with that style. But, I don't know, I feel like music has genres right like yes rock and country and rap and heavy metal and punk rock and all these different styles out there techno you know you can keep going polka you know um (laughs) and comedy all kind of gets lumped together and there's kind of this we're not look thinking about like genres as much there i mean they exist but they're more niche like you know you got like musical comedy or like you know, magic comedy or that, that kind of stuff. But then if you're just doing stand up, you're kind of put in with all the other stand ups. Right. And you're expected that and the attitude is you just have to appeal to the same audience. And like if you're if you're if you're a smaller comic and you're up and coming, that is a good skill because you never know who you're going to be in front of. But, you know, the goal, I think, is to build your own audience so that you don't need to worry about that as much. And you can right. say whatever you want. Because, right. Because there is an audience for everything. Like you were saying, like dark humor there is an audience for that. And it is on some level for some people relatable and that's why they enjoy it. Um, but I also think that there's room for dark humor only because like it's don't, I mean, aren't you curious about how the other side thinks? Oh, for sure. You know, like, well, I, I mean, and I don't know. I've probably said this on the show before, so I apologize if anyone's listening and uh, is tired of hearing a broken record, but I feel like, you know, 10 years ago it was, you know, edgy and, you know, cool to say like, oh, rich white man, bad. And like now it's like, I mean, it's still true. Rich white man, bad for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I've heard that so many times now that it's hard to hear a fresh take about how rich white man, bad, you know? So I what I want to try and do is rationalize in my head how rich white man good and tell that joke on stage and see if I can sell it. <laughs> and obviously people know I'm full of shit, but like, it's, I think that's the, that's sort of like part of my approach too is like, if there's a rule that someone makes that you're not allowed to tell that joke, I, that's the first place my brain is going. Like I'm starting, to, I'm starting to think of ideas like, how can I make that work? How can I make that work? Right. I think there's a way to make anything work if you're smart enough. Now, I'm not just saying I can go up and start using racial slurs in my act willy nilly, but there's a way I can do it. I'm not like that's not what I'm trying to do. That okay, is, I was like, is that your goal right now? No, no, it's <laughs> that's an example, but it's not like. I'm not, I'm, I don't have the desire to, to be the one to, to broach that, but I think that it it's, I could do it. It's just not, I don't care to, but 
I think that, you know, other things that people say, oh, you don't need to talk about that. I'm like, well, do why, you know, let's see. Can I say something like I do, uh, you know, bits in my act now about trans people and every time I've done it in front of trans people, they fucking love it. So I'm like, all right, that's staying in the act. That's good. Right. And like, if they're laughing, you know, like, I mean, it's, and I hate to say that, but you know what I mean? Like it, it is kind of like, Hey, it's okay because they relate to it. They get it. Like, I'm not, for them, it's inclusionary right. for them. I'm making, I'm trying to make them feel seen, like they're part and of And they it. are seen. Again. They, and that's what, you know, and people don't appreciate that part, you know? They just see, oh, this is a, well, and I, I kind of use that to my advantage too, because I always place that joke right after some of my more like reprehensible shit <laughs> so that me being the guy that I am, when I bring up the topic of. They think you're going to be a immediately the expectation yeah. and then then my first opening trans joke is the tamest safest dumbest joke <laughs> and those it's the relief laugh that it gets is almost like that juice is worth the squeeze there you know yeah yeah but i love your statement about they feel seen right. you know and i think that's so important and i think people miss that part because they're so they their panties are in a twist about you know you saying something that you shouldn't be talking about Mr. Right. <laughs> you right. know, well, that's, that's again, that goes back to everyone getting a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm, I want everyone, I want everyone to come to my shows. I, I, I'm a capitalist at heart, not really anymore, like politically, but at heart, I, you know, I, I, it, for comedy, I'm a very capitalist. So I want everyone to come and come to my shows, no matter who you are, where you're from, your dollar's still spent. So would you say <laughs> you would be, and I've, I've heard a couple of comedians describe this way, but an equal opportunity offender? I mean, sure. I don't know that that's, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to wear that on a t-shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was very 80s. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm this generation's Andrew Dice Clay. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Lord. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I want to be this generation's Ian Sharp if I could pull it off. Yeah. But. We'll see. I don't know. I kind of, I did run into a uh, bad uh, habit a few years ago where I got super into Norm and then I was kind of a Norm ripoff for a while. Oh. And, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just, well, I developed his stammer. So I was just like, ah, you know, I'm, uh, uh, you know, so in between all my jokes, but, yeah, you know, uh, uh. <laughs> well, it's just, I, 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 so I do, I do <clears throat> value like what I learned from like actually like studying how he writes jokes and stuff, but yeah, you can't. You, you can't obsess over one comic that much or you're going to you're going to end up not st I didn't steal from him, but I like. No, because I, I do that, too. If I, um, I watch us, there's a certain comic. If I watch enough of her, I start to talk like her in my set because I love her cadence and I love the way that she speaks because it adds so much to her act. And so I start to kind of replicate it. But like subconsciously and then I'm like, oh, I got to stop doing that because it's not me. I'm, right. you know, imitating somebody. I did. <clears throat> I, I've, I've started to go down that route a little bit with Bill Burr because I'd watch a Bill Burr special and then go right <laughs> and then realize that like, I can't pull that off. I'm not that angry of a person in general. And so right. like it doesn't it doesn't come off as genuine when I try to act pissed off on stage because it's like that's not that's an act. That's not really this guy. Yeah. Acting pissed off on stage is I mean, you really got to commit to it. And if you're not that kind of person, that's a really hard uh, emotion to you know, fake. Well, I mean, I, th I think we're all characters to a degree, but mm -hmm. I think like what people want out of a comedian is authenticity. Yes. It, like, I mean, we're all telling lies in our jokes, but they need to sound believable. We got to sell mm -hmm. them as believable. So people need to hear that. It's like, you're telling lies in yours. Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I, so I use the truth as a basis and then I make it more interesting than the yes, story. Actually it's exaggerated. Was. I'll take like, you know, say I'll have like three different stories from three different ex-girlfriends, but they're all kind of similar. Mm -hmm. I suddenly had one wacky ex-girlfriend. Right. Oh, yeah. My um, ex-boyfriend jokes. It was a, a combination of all of them. And uh, it was funny because if they heard the joke, they'd be like, wait, that was me. And I was like, yeah, that was you. And then there would be another one. <laughs> I did. Um, I did a set a couple weeks ago and... Um, one of my exes was in the crowd and part of the joke was definitely about something that happened with her. She appreciated it. She thought it was funny because it was, it was a funny thing. It wasn't like an embarrassing yeah. story. It was embarrassing for me, but most people, d well, in my experience, do not like being the muse. <laughs> yeah. It makes dating tough. Like so hard. 
But like, also, I don't like I, I I'm also not a storyteller, so I don't tell a lot of jokes that are real life, you know, mm-hmm. accounts. And it's more just like musings and observations about like, I don't know, weird shit in my brain. I don't I, I'm, I'm kind of like my, my method's very like I write like a one liner and then I'll expand on that over time to yeah. grow into a bigger bit. But it's usually just a series of similarly related one liners. And I've arranged it with transitions so that it sounds like a story, but it's really just, oh, that was two different jokes you just put put duct tape on and made them into right a lot of crafting there right yeah well mine is so personal and i think that people think that i'm just making jokes <laughs> and then when it, when they get to know me and it's been a while they're like wait okay you really are this fucked up and i'm like yes this is not fake what <laughs> and they don't they don't like it they don't like it so it's very difficult yeah um, hey, you might know a lot about this. I, I was talking about this a couple uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, and it's just me paying attention. So one time I listened to this um, thing. You know who Ari Shafir is, right? Yes. Um, so there's a video on YouTube. It's like a bootleg audio of, of a lecture he did, or like a meet and greet, where um, it was like it's like I want to say like three or four hours long, where he just answered. Like he he did it at the comedy store and brought you know all the new comics that year kind of came in for it, and he just answered questions for him and gave him like a, a you know a rundown of like hey here's how you can do this and actually kind of make it a business and I know that that's been a big focus for you, so what I'm wondering is like how shifty can I get with taxes? Because <laughs> I'm I, I if I'm not mistaken can't like say like I'm booked at JJ's mm-hmm. and I stop and get dinner on the way to JJ's. I can write that off, right? Yes, but it's only like a portion. Meals and entertainment expenses like you don't want them to be too high because that triggers audits. Okay. Um and you also don't get 100% write off on that. Okay. It's like a percentage. Got it. Got and it. that percentage changes all the time. So but it's still some. I mean, my thought is, and my plan was to get a credit card mm-hmm. and just use that for all comedy expenditures. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I'm buying gas to go to a show, anytime mm-hmm. I'm getting food or um, printing you know, posters or and the, yeah, and there's and there's stuff too. I've heard that with podcasts you can do. Like if I buying equipment, well, equipment and if I um, like say do an episode reviewing the PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought the PlayStation 5 for the show. Mm-hmm. So I think I you can put that on there, too. I mean, obviously, like I said, not at 100%, but... Yeah, it will be a percentage. And depending on who your CPA is, they may or may not ask questions about those expenditures. Um, I should say most CPAs probably won't ask questions. They're just going to lump it into some category. Um, but... Um, yeah, you can yeah, you can write off a lot of a lot of different things. You can write off a lot of different things. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I've been stupid about this thing the whole time and I need to yeah. get smart about it. But also like the shiftiest way is to be paid cash under the table. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um if you're receiving <clears throat> um checks, those are being tracked by the business. Yeah. So anytime you earn like more than $600 from somebody, it triggers like a, a tax form coming to you. So cash is, is the, cash is, is king. <laughs> is there a total amount that you have to make before all that goes into effect? Like before you can start writing stuff off or is it just? No, but the less you make, the less beneficial it is for you to write all that stuff off. Right, right. So, um, but if you're getting a lot of 1099s, I would, I would be tracking that stuff. My, yeah, like like I said, my plan was just to get a single credit card just for that, yeah. so I'd have a statement with everything. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I think I don't know. I, I, I just I, I figured you knew more about it than I did, so mm-hmm. I, I, you'd be a good person to ask. Yeah, I know. It sounds like I'm not going to interview. It's really not an interview. I'm like, it's a sort of yeah. <laughs> getting <laughs> well, up. so like I actually do bookkeeping, so right. that's like my secular job. So. I would be the person who would be like, yo, this PlayStation, no, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so the bookkeepers are the ones who are like uh, going to really analyze things. CPAs usually just lump it. So you can just take it to them as long as it's like in some kind of category, like equipment, da, 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 you know, they don't need to know. Would be like for review, like this right. would be for content for the show. Right. And so as long as those expenses aren't like ridiculous. Right. 
It'd just be like, anytime I get a new game, well, that's a yeah. new episode I'm going to do about that game. So right. people who are interested in playing it can hear my perspective on it. Exactly. So. I think there, I think it's, I think it's, I'm being a little bit coy, but a little clever too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I hopefully won't go to jail. I mean, I'm not doing any of this yet. So. Yeah. If anyone out there is listening and knows that I'm specifically like actually talking about breaking laws, stop me so I don't do this. But this is oh, kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's several ways to break laws. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've. But you really shouldn't. No, I've been, I've been to jail. I don't want to go back. Oh, you've been to jail. I've been to jail like three times. Three times? Wow. Twice for pot, once for a DUI when I wasn't even drunk. How? Never served time. Okay. But I've been arrested three times. Oh man, you're a bad boy. I know. <laughs> no, I got busted for weed twice when I was young. Um, the first time I got busted and then I didn't get arrested on the spot, but I got a citation with a court date. I got busted the second time before I went to court for the first. Oh my goodness. Uh, my lawyer was, they were both, both times. If you took the amount of weed I had on me, I could have maybe rolled a joint with it. It was like the very end of a baggie just stuffed in my pocket. Oh my goodness. Who did you piss off? Uh, God, I guess. How old are you? Uh, like 18, 19, something like Dang. that. Because uh, I was so young and it was such a small amount both times, um, I had a lawyer who was able to combine them, and so I only had to go to one uh, thing. But I did uh, go to jail from court the first time, and then I had to go to jail a second time because my lawyer, even though they did the good thing of combining the charges, they did the bad thing of not telling me when I had a court date, so I had a bench warrant. <laughs> and then years later, I got arrested a third time because um, I got pulled over after a metal show that I played. And uh, I had had a couple beers before we played and then did the show and didn't drink again and then left. And um, the cop was a notorious ball buster who actually ended up getting um, arrested and went to jail for busting balls on camera. But oh, wow. uh, he was real bad about just basically if he pulled you over, you were getting arrested because oh. he, his assumption, he, 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 and he'd said this to me. He's like, well, I, I guess you're not drunk, but I don't know that you haven't taken drugs. And like, he had this like computer in his, in his, like he had an eyeglass camera with a computer in it that would measure like the speed at which my eyes were moving during the tests, which he could say like, you know, at this rate, that means there's some sort of intoxication there. And what? like, yeah, my, my lawyer was like, this is garbage. Like, okay. I mean, I'm like, how is that even? allowed yeah no, <laughs> i feel like that's not <laughs> and it's like it turns out the guy had like he wrote a blog the cop did um because he was like a ray county officer at first and um he like let one drunk driver go who went on to get into a wreck and kill like a family member of his and so he became a super like hardcore crackdown on everybody you can kind of guy um and like apparently like he was notorious and like the vast majority of his uh, cases got thrown out of court just because on no grounds whatsoever. But that's what he says. Like, well, I'm going to arrest you and then you can sort it out in the courts, you know? And, um, then yeah, he, uh, but apparently he's still based on that. He still, his arrest numbers and actual convictions were still so high. He won awards. So the cops were like, you're doing a great job, buddy, man. I am like terrified to run into one of them. Yeah. Uh, well, he, like I said, he ended up like cracking some dude's skull on camera and oh my went to jail for that. Like, uh, I'm just a excessive. silly white woman, but I'm still scared of police. But yeah, he, he took me to the station. I, I thought like, he's like, oh, I'm going to give you a breathalyzer. I thought they did that from their car and then could let me go if I passed. But he's like, no, I'm going to take you to the station. They had this like giant machine from the 80s with a tube attached oh my to God. it. It took like an hour after blowing into it before they got the results back. And I, yeah, I blew under. <laughs> and they're like, and then his, he tried to say like, well, it took an hour. I don't know that you weren't drunk when I brought you in. <sighs> and that would be so irritating. Yeah. So I what did. What do you I, do? What do you do? I spent the night in jail and oh, then my goodness. paid bail and gross. got out and then it got, you know, got a lawyer and got it thrown out in court. Was it like group jail? Yeah. Yeah. You get oh, put in man. like a drunk tank. Yeah. Oh gosh. Were there a lot of people in there? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's always a bunch of people, especially if it's on like a weekend. Uh, like that was, a, I think, no, that was a weeknight because I had work the next day. I had to call out of work. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what, what's cool, though, I didn't get in trouble at work because um, the uh, receptionist at that office, 
her son had the exact same thing happen to him. And so like the office hearing that like, Oh, this is a frequent thing that's happening by this one cop. Um, they were, they were very chill about that, but yeah, they definitely like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get fired for this. And then, yeah. but then no, it worked out. So jeez, I didn't know you were such a bad boy. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a real rebel. Yeah. Dang. Not drinking and driving, but <laughs> which t- is good. Though. Keeping tiny little bags of pot on me oh that I should have just ate. <laughs> Rabble rouser. But yeah, that's why I do comedy now. Is because I'm I'm a misunderstood. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you're like the island of misfit comedians. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I know it's a cliche, but I feel like there's something to like it. There's a certain type of person that wants to do it. You know, like you have to be kind of. I mean, broken is one way to put it, but I, th- I don't know if broken is the right word. I, I it's like, I mean, probably a little narcissistic, you know. Yes, definitely. Like even even like some of the more shy comics still have that narcissism has to be there because you need. Or I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a way of getting over something too. Maybe it's not narcissism, but it's like therapy. And a lot of people say that too. Like, oh, comedy is like therapy, and it really isn't. <laughs> oh, no, it is for me. I think it makes things worse. <laughs> no, like for me, saying the things over and over again takes the trauma away for me. Oh yeah, it takes the sting away for me, and so just like. I mean, it might be making other people uncomfortable, but I'm feeling great. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I do such self-deprecating stuff is because, well, if you can't say shit because I already made that joke, you're a hack right. now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I know what I look like. <laughs> I know who I am. <laughs> I say that in my act. I'm like, I know what. what I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I just think that uh, it's it's. You meet a lot of characters. I, I, I've i come to where, like, you know, I, I love comedians. Even, like, I don't get along with every comedian. I'd rather hang out with another comedian I don't get along with than most other people. Just because it's fun to riff and bounce ideas. I mean. Yes. And there's definitely um, uh, something to gain from another perspective. But it has to be from a like-minded individual. And I say like-minded meaning that they're thinking about it in a comical way. Whereas, like, normal people, muggles, if you will. Civilians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's some that are just... Have you ever had, like, a real civilian just, like, try to lay one out for you? Oh, yeah. No, they got. They always are like, hey, I got a skit for you. You yeah. can use this in your act. I'm and like, they're like, or you should say it this way. And I'm like, I don't think you understand how this works right right well it's like i don't it's like i'm like no thank you but i i would rather write my own jokes like mm-hmm. it, it's a big point of pride for us to, that we did i wrote all this stuff right that's the nice way of like you're you're not you're the reason why i'm doing this and you're not <laughs> yeah yeah i've had some bad ones <laughs> uh, what's funny though is like i mean i you know i'm generally a funny guy i think like you know hanging around the house i that's one thing i do miss about bryant is it, i always had someone i could just like work ideas out on and see if if i could make him pop and you know usually that's, he was a good indicator of whether i should run with a joke or not uh, right and so just always having someone to bounce off of who and also him being a comedian too he knew why I was doing it. So Right. And you guys both had a similar sense of humor to boot. So Well, I think a lot of that comes from living together for like two years. Yeah. Like, which is frightening. Because like early Mind on meld. Early on he didn't have much of a sense of humor at all. He just got up and said shocking things without punchlines. And then yeah. I remember talking to him about that and he and be like, Well yeah, my style isn't really punchlines. I'm like, then what what are you talking about? <laughs> and then he lives with me for two years and comes back from pandemic and suddenly he's got all kinds of punchlines so i think some of me rubbed off on him yeah because that's all i i mean like i said i'm one line i'm i'm just spitting one-liners all the right. time so um yeah i mean i miss that but uh so, so like but generally like if i'm at work i'm not trying to be funny oh i am <laughs> but everyone at my job knows that i do comedy so they're always like uh i'm like well, i don't want to come see your act you're not funny i'm like i'm not i'm not gonna talk about like you know r-worded people here on the job <laughs> I'm not going to risk offending you because you've got a, a cousin or something, you know. Well, I mean, I definitely have to tone it down at work. And I work in northwest Georgia, so I really have to dial it back a lot. And so when people do find out I do comedy, they want to see it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not for everybody. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that you would 
enjoy it. But some people, like I have been posting reels on like Facebook and Instagram and all that stupid stuff. And so they're seeing it on there and they're commenting. They're just like, they'll say, they'll see me in person and they'll say, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to laugh or not. <laughs> I think reels are like one of the best things that have happened for comedy in a while. Cause like the, that's the weird coming from music. It's like, how do you promote your music? Well, you record it and you release it. But mm-hmm. With comedy, it's hard to do, but with reels, it's just a little snippet, just a little bit. So I'm never like, no one's ever going to get my whole joke in a reel, but they're going to get a little funny part of it that might make them go, oh, right. And if anything, it I I like how it keeps live stand up comedy relevant because you do have to go to the show if you want to see the full. You know, but at the same time, there are people who are just digesting that information in little minute clips, and that's all they'll ever see. I've heard of some of the negative, and that's that um, because people don't want to burn their material, mm-hmm. and, but they do want to post a lot. It's it's making a lot of people do a lot more crowd work, and which isn't bad on its own. But because that's the clips that ever, that a lot of these comics are releasing is their crowd work, it starts to set up this expectation from that the audience. That there is going to be crowd work and they can talk. And, and that's the whole reason that they think that's what the show is. It's just mm-hmm. a crowd work show. So it's like when comics go up and try to do their act, they get more emboldened to answer back at you about stuff. And it's like, okay. I'm not, I've never been super great about shutting those people down. And she's like, hey. like I, I try my, my tactics, I'm just going to very politely say, tell them something very rude. Like, hey. Hey man, I appreciate. It. Would you would you shut the fuck up though? That'd be great, <laughs> like or something like that. Like, yeah, I usually just say something nasty. I don't know how to. I don't. I'm not quick on my feet like that. I'm all, I'm all, I'm really good. I can think of something like they would have burned that motherfucker like 15 minutes after I get off stage. But while <laughs> I'm up there, it's like I, deer in headlights. Is like I prepared my set. But I mean, I guess that's part of doing it more. That's where I, I probably should. You know, I've thought about just going and just trying to do just crowd work acts just to get sharpen those skills. But yeah, it's it's a weird skill to have. Well, it's it's every time I, I jazz myself up to do it, I'll go to like the mic or whatever, and it'll be just one of those random one one off bad nights. Yeah, where, where there's nobody there, and yeah, I know what you mean. And then the next time, I'm like, well, I've got new stuff I want to work out, and then the crowd is hot, but you want to work your new stuff, so right? It's like it's it's a thing I never get around to doing, and it's like and I'm also not like. It's not my passion. I didn't get into stand-up to do crowd work. Well, maybe on the smaller nights, it would be a good night to do the crowd work, only because do you really want to, like, try your new stuff out when it, when the crowd's not hot? Right, you know what I right. mean? No, you're, I mean, you're, that's, that's, that is a very good point. Because, so maybe that's, yeah. Because, I mean, that's kind of why I've backed off of going to mics, like, so much in general anyway. It's because most of them aren't big draws, and it's almost like going through the motions, Cause like if I'm trying out stuff, I need to know if it's funny, and if there's three people there and one of them's chuckling. Yeah, I feel like JJ's has been bouncing back. JJ's has been great. And Barley, the few times that I've been, has been pretty good. Um, Comedy Catch is always good. Yeah, I, the, I need to go. I just lose track of which week it is. Yeah, well, and it's so busy; it's hard to get on that one. And then what else? There's um, Matt's mic. I don't know about that one because I haven't been able to go yet. Um, and then the mic that Ivy does is that one's very well attended. Um, so the mics have been a lot stronger, especially JJ's. It's getting a lot better. Yeah, I think I think it's it's that one's the most disappointing when it's not a good. Right. You know, when it's not a good crowd. <laughs> it's been, I've been, I've been most weeks for the past couple months and mm-hmm. it's been pretty consistently good other than a one-off here and there. I didn't yeah. go, I didn't go the week that Bryant moved and then the week after I took off too. And then I went, I went this past Thursday. It, yeah. was, it was pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, like I think the cold weather kept it from being great, but it mm. wasn't, still wasn't bad. Yeah. But I think people will start um, coming out like. Because they're going to get stir crazy at home, but they're still going to want to be inside. So um, winter is a great time for comedy. Yeah, usually like right after New Year's is I think when things really pop off, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Because like I always remember there being shows around Christmas and there'll be like one big like marketed Christmas mm-hmm. show. Like I know they used to do like the War on Christmas show yes. at JJ's and that was always fun. Um, or, or like some like I bet good I cop rad cop will do, do something. yeah. Well, we're doing one, um, well, I don't know if this will be, but it's the day after thing or day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. This might, this might come out on Black Friday. So. Okay. 
So there's one um, Black Friday at JJ's. It's a cold turkey show uh, hosted by Dong Adjacent. <laughs> That's, uh, well, I don't know if, if I should. That's a character, correct? No, it is a duo. A duo. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I know. I know what it is. Yeah, now. I hadn't heard it in a long time, and so when they brought it back, and uh, they're hosting, it's called the Cold Turkey Show. Um, I think I already said that, but yeah, that one should be fun. I'm excited. Right on. Yeah, I've got a bunch of show ideas, but I just, I mean, I'm I'm going around to different like establishments and having mm-hmm. conversations with people and seeing what work um i did really like the downstairs at this one place i went i'll tell you about after this because i don't want to say it if it's not going to happen right and it may not just based on a couple things but um i think there's promise so i like that uh that idea um i've got a couple more mostly it's just show theme ideas but it's just needing a good room that i could pull them off in right and um I don't know. I need what I need is a whale investor, someone who's like, I want to open a bar, just I don't know what kind of bar to open. I'll be like, come talk to me. No, right. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll get you set up. What kind of bar would it be? So you want you want a bar. You don't want a a, a comedy club because you got to function day to day, and like you're not going to start a new without you know if you're just you know unless you have like a big talent list and can pull you know pretty good because you don't want to especially like i mean i don't, I don't want to put anyone down but like local and regional are only gonna have so much draw and i don't think you're gonna sustain a, a whole business off of that on its right. own yeah so you need to be able to get headliners and bigger names so you need some kind of like industry connections there so but what i think what would be better is a setup like i can't remember the name of the bar but they used to do the 2 a.m secret show in atlanta mm, mm-hmm. old smith smith yeah, yeah yeah i did that show once and that setup was perfect because you had this full bar and then a side room that mm. was built for performances so it had a stage and seating and it was just the but it was a small little room um and it's also like the Laughing Skull in Atlanta too. Yeah, which is and it's the only way I would describe it is a kill box, like a tiny little room that's easy to pack out, but is is perfect for comedy and not like, you know, a corner of another room with TVs going on. Right, and stuff. right. Like, it's built for the show. And I think uh, if we could if we could find a place like that, like I mean, honestly, uh, Honest Pint is almost perfect, except those booths make it hard. Yes. And then the kitchen being there makes yeah. it hard. But if it wasn't for those two things, I think that would be a, a really great little room, a yeah. great spot for that. They could, I, I'd even say they should build a stage in there. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they've got booths and 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 the kitchen. That's where they. That's where the food comes out. So right. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there may, there may not be an ideal place that exists. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a place like that in Chattanooga. I mean, Ziggy's, Ziggy's just closed. Ugh. So, I mean, if with enough money, you could open it and renovate it. And I think they are going to renovate it. Yeah. I'm pr- 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 probably going to get bulldozed and become it condos. Is. It's supposed to be condos. I heard. It's what, sad. Yeah. Hate to see it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I have big dreams and just no, um, ability to make them manifest. Mm. <laughs> So step one is is launching a, a world famous podcast. Well, you are on your way. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I've, I do okay in listens. Um, I don't know what my audio numbers are. I intentionally don't look at those. Uh, Tanner has access to all those, but I don't, I don't think he pays attention to them anymore either. But I could ask him at any time. I figure around episode 100 is when I'll start like digging really? into that yeah. more. I do see all the YouTube stuff because I, I do that. So, um, we, you know. Some have as many as like thirty something views, so that's whoa thirty something people at least who've heard me talk bullshit, and then some are less. Um, What's on the screen? Usually, um, it, it varies. There used to be video back when Tanner was still doing it. Um, okay, so it's like a static image. Well, now it's um, I record myself playing video games. And I just oh, put the video okay. game footage, but um, yeah, I'll, I, I want to get back to video, but I want to get this room built out more right. and, and, and get it presentable. Uh, my friend Dustin brought some lights over. That's what those are. So, Ooh. And they do all kinds of different colors, and I can do Ooh. all kinds of effects with them. So, Do like that. We'll, uh, we'll make it fly as hell in here eventually. Sweet. It's just, just going to take time. All right. So step one is in the works. Yes. It, and, and, and I think that, like, you know, my plan, I've got a Patreon set up, and I am making a little bit of Patreon money. Oh. Nothing. Nothing to write home about yet, but I do appreciate you guys out there who are throwing me your, your money. 
Um, but I've got I've got a one dollar tier, and I think that that's uh, if I can get you know a thousand people to give me a dollar, right? They're not going to notice that, right? It'll get automatically deducted from their bank account, and they they won't even miss it. But if a thousand people do that, that's like that's a, kind of a life changing amount of money for me. I mean, that's enough right. for me to like quit my day job and then go. I, I mean, I'd need supplementary income. I'd probably have to get a part time job, but then that's more time I have to spend on. This enterprise, which could then grow out into more listeners. So. Right. More dollars. More single dollars. I mean, there, you, people can give more. Um, actually, my my two patrons right now give a combined total of $15. Oh. So that's pretty – I feel special. It's, it's it, it that's, honestly – I mean, you know. It helps. Yeah. I love that. I have um, I have an OnlyFans. So. What's that like? Um, it's weird. <laughs> so I've, I've talked about OnlyFans a bunch. I, I think on this show, but I definitely have talked about it on like other shows that, that I've done with Tanner. Um, I always thought that like, man, I, I should get into OnlyFans management. And then I realized like, that's just being a pimp. I don't want to be a pimp. But you know what? I'm looking for somebody who will do that for me simply because um, in order to make it, you have to promote it on social media. Mm-hmm. And I can't simply because of where I work and I just don't want it to affect that. So, um, I mean, I do post it on Facebook and I limit the audience to, you know, certain people, but I mean, it's so, it's a dangerous game, you know? Um, so I have to be real careful with it. And, but I mean, I have a few subscribers and I mean, it's enough to cover my health insurance for the month. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. And that was the whole goal for it. Cause I was like, man, I need to make some money. <laughs> are you pretty like cool with like weirdos? Are you like happy that when you're just glad they're there or like, are there people? I'm totally that- just glad they're there. Like nice. I've had, um, I've had them message me before and they're like, I'm sorry if it's weird. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I mean, I put it out there and you were part of the selected audience for a reason, you know? <laughs> like, right, right. I don't care. Um, it is kind of weird, though, like when they, um, like some of them have my phone number, you know, and they'll like text me and I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I don't know, like, I, so I, I, I have an account I've, I've purchased from from certain models before, mm-hmm. uh, but I like to be anonymous and I... And my whole thing is like I I don't want to I don't want it to cross like OnlyFans is OnlyFans and then away from OnlyFans because I mean most of it is are people that you know from around town like it's mostly yeah. how you find out it's through social media so exactly it's, so it's like I you know if I see someone out and I've seen them naked now I'm not gonna bring it up I'm not right like don't be that person right um, but there are those people and which is fine whatever I get it but I I do have an anonymous person who is messaging me with an anonymous account and I'm just like, but on Instagram and I'm like, but I don't know who it is. Oh, that's super weird. And I, and they're like, Ooh, I'm following, I'm on your only fans. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, well, it's a little weird, <laughs> but I think they get off on that. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I mean, if you're going to pay, so that's cool. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my, my my the whole my whole reason for anonymity anonymity is just because like I'm also kind of a public guy, and it's like, yes. and like I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to make people, you know, because 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 I'm a public guy, I'm around a lot of people mm-hmm. a lot, and I don't want to make potentially make people feel uncomfortable. So right, yeah, and I mean, it's like weird because it's like maybe they think that I'm not uncomfortable because they've seen me naked, you right, know, right, and can see me naked at any time. I don't know. It's a very weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and like, there, well, so I can imagine. So there's this thing that happens on the internet anyway. Um, you, you're probably aware of it. It's called like a parasocial relationship where, mm-hmm. like, say, like, you get super into a YouTuber. And because YouTube's such a personal thing and they have a comment section and respond to comments. Yes. You start to feel like you might be more than just a fan of this person and mm-hmm. more of a friend. And I imagine when it's like sexual in nature, that probably gets amplified yeah. quite a bit where it's yeah. like people really feel a deep connection. Like then they're not just like, you know, a customer. Yeah. And it's, it's awkward, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I, I guess I feel honored that they're comfortable enough to say certain things. There are other things where I'm like, okay, you need to be not so comfortable. Right. Right. <laughs> But hmm. yeah, I mean, I, you know, I make jokes about kink shaming, but in real life, I don't really care. I and mean, it's not like I don't, no. I don't get super like offended by. I mean, 
here's the thing. I think some things certainly are weird, but I mean, lots of things are weird. Like I'm an older guy and I'm, I'm about to be 40. So it's like, I remember as a kid, we used to celebrate things that were weird. You, you would try, you're like, Hey, you know, the things that make you weird are the things that make you special. Mm-hmm. And like now it seems like there's this weird, no, nothing is actually weird. Everything is actually very normal. And I, that, so it goes completely opposite with how I was like wired as a young child. But yeah, but I mean, there are things that are weird. Right. You know, but I'm not, I'm like not going to shame you for it. No, I don't think weird equals bad. No. But it, it can equal funny. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good example of something that, that I've come across that was weird and funny. But now, this is why the show isn't that good yet. Because right. uh, <laughs> you're going to come up with it later. Yeah, it'll be like, you'll, it'll be like tomorrow. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like there was something, uh, I don't know. I My brain's kind of fried lately just from having to, to deal with, I'm not living alone and it's a new experience and I'm like, you know, it's cool. I'm, I feel responsible. I've kept like the dishes caught up. I've kept my laundry caught up. Yeah. I've been, uh, generally kept the place clean. I'm, you know, everything's kind of in a state of flux cause I'm rearranging and moving stuff around. Like this was Bryant's room and right now it's going to be your space. So. Yeah. so it's like, that's also like I, you know, slowing back to one mic a week is also not a bad idea. Cause I'm just not, my headspace is not in a fully like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm trying to riff and write new stuff and I am a little bit, but it's just. It's weird to think that Brian lived in this room. Yeah, no, it's weird to think of what else he did in this room. Right. Like, I think you need to do some sage burning or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm sleeping so much better now. I've talked about this so much, but it's been, it's nice. <laughs> like, I go to bed at night and I might wake up once to go to the bathroom and then I'm out like a rock the rest of the time. You know, Brian likes to get up a lot and... This house is a little old and creaky. Yeah. And I'm a light sleeper. And also, he doesn't understand how loud anything he does is ever. Uh, mm. <laughs> I had to t- I had to get on to him because, uh, you know, when we first got into making cocktails, we got like the shakers, right? And I would go to bed and it'd be like, I'd be just starting to fall asleep. And all of a sudden, he decides he needs a drink. So, chicka, 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 chicka. And I'm like, dude, can you not? <laughs> oh, man. I have lived with a comedian before. And um, it was rough times because we're very independent people. Um, But now I'm living with somebody else. It's like very quiet. And so like I have to try and be quiet (laughs) because I'm always like, am I going to wake them up? Yeah, I'm I'm not (laughs) concerned about the quiet except for like when I've got to work the next morning and it's Mm -hmm. like 1 a.m. And then I'm a little, little more concerned. But, you know, like he could never nail down the right volume level the tv need to be at even though it's a number and you can just look at the number and go okay i know that like 15 is cool you know (laughs) see i'm like watching mine on four (laughs) but i had the captions on so i can kind of understand what's happening right right but like it was it was a every so often thing where i'd have to come out and be like hey man you mind cutting it down again he goes oh sorry 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 it's like oh my god you sounded just like him yeah (laughs) oh man I mean, you know, I, I hope he does very well in Austin. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have ill will. I, you know, I hope he does well so that he doesn't come back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he does come back, this will be all fleshed out and you could just be like, sorry, bro. Oh yeah. No, I mean, he, I mean, Chattanooga, he's not coming back here. Like, yeah. I, he, he's not on the lease anymore. He has no legal claim. Oh, good. It's my land now. Oh Lord. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not my rent, but it, you know, it's a. Uh, it's just cool that, like, I, man, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I did? I took my shirt off last night. Not my shirt shirt, but I had an overshirt on. Mm-hmm. I threw it on the couch. And normally, I'd be like, I probably need to pick that up soon so if you know, it doesn't bother anybody. And then I didn't until this morning. And I was like, that felt Ooh. good. Being a little bit, a little bit rebellious. Boy again. I told you. I'm, I'm, I live on the edge. You're going to end up in jail soon, I feel like. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think it's more likely I'll be dead from Oh. Living such a wild lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Throwing those clothes everywhere. That's actually my goal in the next year is to have my own place. I, too, am coming in on 40. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it is time. Right. <laughs> no, it's a real thing that ha- it's like, he, he, like, that's the thing. Like, I, you know, I tried to tell Bryant where I was like, because he was like, wanting me to move with him. And I was like, no. Oh, gosh. I'm like, A, I don't have savings. And B, I, uh, I don't, uh, you know. 
I'm going to go because because uh, originally I wasn't going to stay here either. And it just worked out that I could. But uh, I was just like, yeah, um, no, no offense to you, but like, I don't I don't want another roommate. I want to just be by myself. Yeah. Because like to his credit, he was probably the best roommate I ever had as far as like bills were always on time. You know, he paid his bills on time. <laughs> um, he. Uh, would sometimes cook, would leave a big mess, but would sometimes cook. Um, and that, and, and sometimes it was really good. Um, and he always paid his bills on time. Well, that's important. It was the, the most important thing because I've never had a roommate who did that before. So, Oh, man. I feel like I'm a terrible roommate. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, but now it's, 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 you know, now it's the, the, the sucky thing is like, well, now I'm paying for this whole place by myself and it's, I'm definitely a lot more broke. Uh, uh, yeah, gosh, that's the thing I'm worried about most is just being so broke. <laughs> What's well, it's like I'm broke, but it's like my day to day anxiety is gone because I can relax. Yeah, and I spread can, out. And... I can do what I want when I want. I don't have to watch pro wrestling for four nights a week. You I know, thought you loved pro wrestling. No, no, that's not me. Uh, I don't hate it. I like I have fun. You know, for the social gathering aspect of mm-hmm. it. But it stopped being a social gathering. It started just being him watching wrestling every single time it was on, plus lots of internet wrestling stuff. Oh, gosh. Um, And so it wasn't a social thing. In fact, it stopped being a social thing because people got tired of it and stopped wanting to come hang out. Because he would would invite, like, one of his wrestling buddies and then two other random friends who didn't give a shit. And then they'd be like, I'm not coming to all of these, you know? Right. That's a lot of wrestling. It is. It is. Especially when you don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I respect it for what it is. I, I think that it, I, I see what goes into it. I Absolutely. Underst- I understand the artistry of it. I think there's a lot of parallels with comedy, a lot of parallels with music, but, um, you know, and there's wrestlers I like and there's wrestlers I, it, it, when they're on, I'm like more excited, but, um, I don't care enough. To, I don't think about it when it's the only time I'm thinking about it now is because I'm thinking about how long it's been since I've watched it and how happy it makes me. <laughs> Well, congratulations on being wrestling free for so many days. Hell yeah. I mean, I hope you one day you get to experience the freedom from whatever it is that plagues you because you, you're, you're when you get your own place and you can set the things how you want them. Yeah. I'm trying to think there's not much that plagues me. I'm just thankful to have like a place. Right. That I can like, I have a room and that room is all mine <laughs> and I can do whatever I want in there for the most part. Nice. Well, we're at about an hour, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call it. Uh, but, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Totally. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is, like I said, it's just conversational at this point, but eventually, um, the show's going to grow and and I'll have you back on and we'll, we'll have a lot more fun. Um, but you got anything you want to plug anything you want people to check out? Uh, follow me on the Instagram at, uh, robot peni. So it's like robot penis, but multiple. So double I at the end. And uh, if you're one that only fan, it's the Iron Lady. Let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I've been posting some comedy stuff on there. So if you want to hear some dark stuff, that's where it's at. That's not a bad, I wonder if I could get away with that. I mean, cause it's not like, I mean, I it's just who I advertise it to. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to post news and you don't want those anyway. Right. Uh, but I am going to post like joke, the naughty bits. Yeah. Well, That's, I was thinking of posting like my whole set on like a Patreon or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there are certain jokes that I would like to post a reel of, but they are a little more political in nature and I don't want to, right. Uh, I don't want to put it out there. One thing I have done, and this is, I'm going to get into my plugs now. If you don't, are, are you done? Do you have anything else you want to, spit out no i think that's um and then if you want to follow my production company it's fhc productions and i uh i have comics that i represent and uh shows that i produce around the southeast so nice um but yeah i'm i'm doing a, a patreon it's uh patreon.com slash boomer memes if you guys like the show and want to support it it's the place to go. We got lots of different tiers um, you, from there. And also just from, in general, my website, iansharpcomedy.com. Uh, you can find links to everything I've done, all my socials. Um, also, I, I haven't plugged this in a while. I do have a Discord server. It's very small and, and soft right now. There's not a lot of use to it. But um, you were talking about posting stuff. I do, when I like tape my sets, 
I post it to my Discord server because it's like it's not out to the greater internet. But people who like me and want to support me, that way you can kind of, if you can't make it out to every open mic, I get it. But hey, you can kind of keep up with me. So if you're interested in my comedy and want to see that, you can go to to iansharpcomedy.com and join my Discord server. Um, I also have a merch store up now. The oh. link, yeah, I've got some Boomer Memes merch. It's pretty cool. I'll show you the designs. They're interesting. They're pretty uh, off the wall. They're pretty off kilter. Um, and so I'd, I'd be cool if you guys that I I, I recommend the shirts for people who want to support the show, but they don't want to make it a long-term thing. You know, they don't want to, you know, Patreon's kind of a commitment, even if it is just a dollar a month that you'll never notice. Um, (laughs) That's, I mean, it's true. Uh, I mean, some people would, if if, if you would notice the dollar, uh, it's okay if you don't support the show that way. Um, But if you got like, you know, 20 bucks and you want to get a shirt, I don't know what they actually cost. It's one of those print on demand sites. The link's at that at the website, iansharpcomedy.com, but um, that's just a one and done. You bought the shirt, and you never have to talk to me again after that. So that's that's another that way to do it. That would be so nice. So I just have to buy the shirt. You just have to buy the shirt. Um, that's good. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Boomer Memes. We'll be back again. Uh, peace out. <laughs>